Hello, welcome to Cinemaniac Jack. I'm your host, Jack. Today's guest co-host is Bethany. Hello. So basically the gist of this show is that we talk about films that I love based on whatever the topic of the episode is. And in the first half of the show, I talk to my guest about whatever the topic is. So today's topic is a film that grossed you out. And the film I chose is The Fly. But first, Bethany is going to tell us the films she watched that grossed her out. Okay, so I don't easily get grossed out by really anything. I'm guessing that's because I'm a teacher of young children, so nothing really grosses me out. However, I did accumulate a list of some that I guess I would consider movies that grossed me out. Um, But maybe not in the way you're necessarily thinking. Um, so the first one I have is a movie more like a documentary. It's called Food, Inc. Have you heard of it? Did you watch that in school? No, I don't think so. I had to watch that in my nutrition class and in my health class two different years. And it's on Netflix, I think. And it, it is just so repulsive. It shows you how food is made, specifically fast food, processed food, Food that, um, like, uh, meat, dairy. It just shows you where everything comes from. And they show the slaughterhouses with the animals. And they they actually show killing the animals. Mm -hmm. And that freaked me out. And my... I don't remember if it... Oh, it was my the second time I watched it. Because the first time I watched it was in health class in my sophomore year. And I didn't really pay attention. I was watching bits and pieces and I was just talking to my friend who was, Aaron, who was sitting Mm. next to me. So we kind of just like half paid attention. And then my senior year, I actually really had to watch it in my nutrition class. And I remember I ended up leaving like towards the end, leaving the classroom because I started hyperventilating and crying because of the animals. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tried going vegetarian and that lasted (laughs) like a week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i mean they always tried to do that with us to get us to stop eating fast food like when they put on like super size me that made me yeah. hungrier well it was yeah no that's the, the ironic thing because like every time they would put that movie on everybody in the class would always be like no like actually i like want it now yeah i remember you know? after watch i watched that three years in a row and I remember after watching it the first time, I said to my mom when she picked me up from the bus, I said, can we go to McDonald's? <laughs> and she was like, no. Because <laughs> I wasn't really allowed to eat fast food yeah. until I became like 18. So yeah. it was like a once in a blue moon thing. Yeah. So I thought that that was a good one. Um, another one, I would say... As a child, The Witches grossed me out, which is one of my favorite films mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But it f- grossed me out when I was a kid because it's still kind of gross when the witches are all in their assembly. Yeah. And they take their disguises off. Oh my goodness, is that disgusting. Yeah. We actually like said, we brought up that movie when we were watching this one because I think we said... Because, well, should we say it now or should we just mention it later? I don't even remember. Because so. we were saying how, like, Jeff Goldblum makes the Grand High oh, Witch yeah. look like a flower. Oh, yeah. Or something. I yeah. think she looks like a model compared to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. But, yeah, that grossed me out as a child. They're itching. Yeah, it's their a pretty gross. It's a pretty head. gross movie now that I think about it. Yeah. Because, like, it's just, because uh, they put, like, that potion or whatever Down into the, the, into the soup. Oh. And then there's, by the end of the film, like, the whole hotel is just covered with, uh, mice. with mice. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Another one, um, okay. Um, I'm deciding which one to talk about first. Okay. This one grossed me out, not in the typical sense of, ew, that's gross, but I I thought this movie was okay. It wasn't horrific. It was kind of funny at times. But Sausage Party. Oh, yeah. We went to go see that. That yeah. grossed me out in the sense that there is a food orgy at the end. <laughs> and you literally see, it looks like all the food items are having sex. Yeah. But it's like, it is, it's so graphic. It's so graphic. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't even know if I can say some of the things on this podcast <laughs> that are so, like, it's so bad. Yeah, I remember John actually dragged us to go see yeah, that. Yeah, he did. We did, yeah. I thought yeah. it was funny at times. I did laugh. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that orgy scene at the end is just so <laughs> gross. Yeah. I can't even eat hot dogs anymore after that. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was really gross. Um, <laughs> I have kind of a big list. So, mm. um, Another one would be, I said Reservoir Dogs slash Inglorious Bastards. Because I was like, well, they're both Tarantino. I can put them together. I mean, both can you just fans... say that for like all of his movies? Yeah, but those yeah. two in particular. Right. Why those yeah. two in particular? Well, the scene in um, Reservoir Dogs where he gets his ear cut off, that I remember. I The first time I saw it, I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing the way the full way through with the ear cutting off. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, you're kidding. And I turned my head. Mm-hmm. And I still, every time I see that movie, I can't watch that. I can't. It's so gross. That, and then in, in Glorious Bastards, the well the ironic thing is that like sorry just going back to Reservoir Dogs for a little bit the ironic thing though is that he never actually shows the ear being cut off see I would know that the camera pans away you've never told me that as he's doing it I've never watched that I mean we see him without his ear but you don't actually see the ear getting cut off oh now you tell me because every time I turn my head I can't look because I I didn't know that Mm -hmm. you don't see it and then in Inglorious Bastards, um, the whole movie's pretty gross, but I mean, the scalping, ugh. I cannot watch that. Yeah. And, oh God, yeah. That's a fantastic movie. We did a whole podcast on that, but yeah, that is such a fantastic movie. I wonder, like, what his grossest film is. I don't know. I was thinking about it, and I was like, they're all pretty gross in a, yeah. certain, in a way. Um, what do you think is the most gory? That His one? most gory? Inglorious Bastards. Either, probably either Inglorious Bastards or The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight is pretty Yeah, but it's not gross. Gory. Yeah, but it's not gross. It's, no, it's gross. Like, especially the part where Kurt Russell throws up all over See, that doesn't, uh, it doesn't, Jennifer Jason Lee. That doesn't bother me. Bodily functions aren't really gross to me. It's really just like... Doing gross things like cutting somebody's ear off or stabbing somebody in the eye, like stuff like that. That's gross to me. Scalping. Ugh. Yeah. Like really weird out there torture methods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of um, stabbing somebody in the eye, another one would be Would You Rather. I actually thought this was a good film. It was just so disturbing. You need to see that movie. You and John need to watch yeah. that. Would You Rather. Um... A bunch of people. I had somebody at work, um, a theater friend, my brother. A lot of people recommended it to me. So we watched it. My mom and my brother and I watched it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that was just so disturbing. I don't really want to give anything away because you haven't seen it. Yeah. But pretty much that movie is just very disturbing instead of gross. But there are some gross things like... Stabbing in the eye, stabbing in the thigh, and people, you know, screaming. and mm-hmm. But the basically the premise is, it's very similar to Clue, where people are being blackmailed. Mm-hmm. But in order to get set free, there's no murder like in Clue. It's, okay, Bob, would you rather, we're going to play a game. Would you rather electrocute yourself or electrocute Daisy next to you? Mm-hmm. And he, like, that's so messed up. So the whole movie's basically about that. And, like, people do end up, you know, dying one by one. You really need to see it. Mm -hmm. I I think you do. So that was really disturbing. Um, Gross. Um, I have two more. Mm -hmm. Another one would be Hereditary, actually. I love that movie, but it's so gross. When the poor girl who I know in real life actually um she gets her she gets decapitated and then yeah that's you see like her, the, then you see her head yeah with bugs getting yeah eaten by the the bugs yeah crawling all over it and that whole movie is just really yeah, that's sad. like the hardest scene to watch oh yeah 
Oh, when the girls, I mean, you enjoy, yeah. especially when she's in the car and she's gasping yeah. for air, you know it's coming, and you're just like, no. And then she cuts the head off a bird. Remember? Mm-hmm. And there are just some really gross things in that movie. Did, yeah. Did we watch that with Doug? We did. What? Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a great movie. I remember. I've seen that now a handful of times, but pretty gross. And then the last one that I have. This is the grossest film I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah. It's The Human Centipede. This is by far the most repulsive, nauseating film that anybody has ever come up with. And there's a second one. And I've seen the second one, too. And I think that one is just as bad. So everybody has heard of The Human Centipede. And if you haven't... It's exactly what it sounds like. Yes, this like scientist finds these two girls who are studying abroad and they're in a car, their car breaks down or whatever. And so he's like, oh, I can house you for the night. Come with mm-hmm. me. I'm a doctor. Yeah. And then he has some guy locked in his basement and then he like knocks them all out, like chloroforms them. And then he ends up performing surgery on them and connecting them into a centipede. And yeah. it's literally exactly how you think, mouth to butt. And yeah. so you watch them have to eat each other's fecal matter. It is Ugh. so gross, Jack. You don't even know. Yeah. You haven't seen it, have you? No, I haven't. It's considered one of the most classic films, like I was saying. Like, now it's it's considered a very popular movie that a lot of people have seen. And a lot of film critics have seen and... So you're going to probably have to watch it eventually, but it is, it's very scary. And then the second one is just this upsetting because I remember being like 17 years old watching the second one and crying and having to turn it off because there's a pregnant woman involved. Yeah. Yeah. And she ends up obviously dying. It's so sad. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that's like one of those movies that like I always heard about over the years, but I never actually watched. Yeah, it's, um, it's very sad. Um, this, did John ever see it? I'm not sure. It's up his alley, though. Like, the the second one's actually in black and white. Oh, really? Yeah, so the second one is actually about a guy. It's, it's very strange. It's not supposed to be a sequel, really, per se. Mm-hmm. It's supposed... The, the first movie is supposed to be like it actually was happening. Mm-hmm. Real. The second movie is supposed to be that the first movie was actually a movie. Just a mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And the guy saw the movie and got the idea to do it himself in real life. And wanted to try it out for himself. And he has like 15 or 16 people in it. Oh, jeez. And it's really sad. And he feeds them like dog food and has them on like a collar and leash. Mm-hmm. It's like so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't even talk about it anymore. It's very depressing, but, um, yeah, that's that's all I can really say about it. It, it, it grossed me out, and I can't, I can't watch it again. I don't think. I've seen it twice. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about The Fly. Uh, so The Fly is a science fiction psychological body horror film released on August 15th, 1986. It was directed by David Cronenberg, who also co-wrote the screenplay with Charles Edward Pogue. Uh, It was based on the short story, The Fly, by George Langelan, which was also made into a film of the same name in 1958, starring Vincent Price. Uh, It stars Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, and John Getz. Um, The film is about a scientist named Seth Brundle, played by Jeff Goldblum, who invites the journalist uh, Veronica Quaife, played by Gina Davis, back to his apartment to show her his latest invention of a teleportation pod in order to impress her. She is impressed and can't wait to write about it for her magazine. Brundle persuades her not to reveal his invention to anybody by giving her sole rights for the story, and she begins helping him out with the invention. Simultaneously, they begin to form a relationship. One night, after he successfully transports a baboon, Ronnie leaves early, and Brundle worries that she's rekindling a past relationship with her editor, Stathis Barons, played by John Getz. Not thinking clearly due to jealousy and alcohol, Brundle transports himself, not knowing that a housefly entered the pod with him. Afterwards, Ronnie and Brundle continue their relationship after she reveals that nothing is going on between her and Borens. However, due to the the fly transporting with Brundle, he begins to genetically mutate with it.
So this movie is a perfect example of practical effects, which I'm a big fan of, um, which was made by Chris Wallace and Stefan Depew, I think. Um, and actually, believe it or not, this movie won, uh, it won an Academy Award for Best Makeup. And rightfully so. I mean, like, the makeup and the effects in this film are just amazing. Um, and apparently they designed the Brundlefly creature first, and then designed the other stages of his transformation afterwards. Um, and I tried to, like, kind of, like, uh, look up, like, what... Goldblum thought of like like of the makeup being put onto him but like the only thing I could find was this quote where he says that it's not the most comfortable thing but it wasn't bad it was a fun thing to do hmm. I don't know just interesting it's kind of like haunted theater yeah like with the makeup it's a pain in the butt to get in and out of but it's fun yeah I can never like like, I can't even, like, imagine, like, what that must be like, because I, like, when we, when we think of these movies where these, where these actors have to, like, put on, like, all this makeup for the part, it's just, like, I feel like that, that just, like, takes a lot of bravery, and I know, like, another example of that would be, because, like, Tim Curry always, um, talks about the story of, like, when, how, when he had to put on the makeup for, uh, the movie Legend, and it's it's funny because like you can see like behind the scenes pictures of him and he has like all like the, the huge horns, horns and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or look at Jim Carrey with the Grinch. He's oh yeah, that yeah. For hours a day. Yeah. Would you be able? To, would you ever be able to do that? <laughs> like as an actor? Yeah, definitely. I've yeah. done it. Haunted theater. I played a a burn victim once. That I, I I mean I've done a lot of different makeup. I was Bride of Frankenstein and you know, but. I played a burn victim once. I had a huge burn prosthetic on the side of my face. It took over an hour for them to get off. I couldn't get it off myself. They had to take it off. Took an hour to put on, an hour to take off, which obviously other, you know, movie stars are in makeup for like five hours. Yeah. But like, it was heavy too on my face. Yeah, I I could do it. Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm being paid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything that you had written down? Um, let me see. Just anything at all? Anything that you wanted to bring up? Yeah. I said, just like the aesthetic of the film, I said everything is so unapologetically 80s. (laughs) Her hair, their clothes, the film look, the... Everything is just, it's just so, it's so 80s. The apartment mm-hmm. or house or wherever they are, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very 80s. The first thing that I wrote, though, was I said literally the first line Goldblum has, he has an uh in oh there. Oh my gosh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I love Jeff Goldblum, though, and I love, I love him in this part he's really good in this part i mean all the actors in this movie are really good uh but um goldblum's performance is really good in this but it is also like but adds again like what's so impressive is like how he he just was able to act in all that makeup yeah uh yeah um yeah i don't know it's just it's crazy like he's perfect for the part because he has like the perfect awkwardness that it's like acquired for the character um yeah and what's weird too is that apparently i because i was looking it up earlier apparently like the executive at fox didn't want seth goldblum yeah he didn't wanted michael keaton oh really yeah he was the first uh he was the first pick yeah well apparently like he didn't want uh cronenberg to cast goldblum because he didn't think that he was a bankable star which is kind of interesting uh because i mean from what i know this i mean i think this was kind of the movie that kind of broke him and gina Gina davis Davis. out because gina davis at this point wasn't even really known and apparently they had like several other stars who were interested that cronenberg gave the script to that he wanted to play that 
part, the part of Veronica or Ronnie, uh-huh. and a lot, uh, some of them turned it down, but they thought that Gina Davis was good, because I think the studio also wanted someone who was more unknown. Uh, um, yeah. Do you know who almost directed this? Who was offered? Tim Burton, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that so weird? Yeah, I can see that. I would, yeah. I would like to see his take on it. Actually, kind of like an Edward Scissorhands kind of take. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I also wanted to bring up, too, like, it, it's, like, one of the things that I love about Goldblum's performance in this is how he just, like, he has certain, like, uh, like, just, like, his mannerisms, and especially, like, that, like, twitch that he develops when he starts to turn yeah. into a fly, and, um... What's also interesting about that, too, is that apparently Chris Wallace, who co-designed the makeup and the effects, asked him to add a, uh, asked him to add a characteristic that he could transfer, uh, to the final stage of, uh, of, of the fly, the final stage fly puppet. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know, I just find that really interesting. Before, well, I had um, a note about the first time he tries the machine. Mm-hmm. I said the part with the monkey like really upsets me. Yeah. Not not the successful baboon. I meant the other one, like the monkey. Yeah, like where the the monkey gets turned inside out. <sighs> that's so upsetting. Yeah, it is really upsetting, but it is that's kind of like the first. That's also like the first um, instance I think of the effects, uh, which is also really impressive uh despite it being kind of uh hard to watch yeah um yeah yeah it is um i said the two of them having sex is one of the grossest things to ever exist (laughs) it's true it's so gross we were both like grosser than what he turns into no but it's pretty gross What's interesting is that, like, the movie, to me, like, isn't just about, uh, body horror, but I, I look at it, I look at it, too, as also kind of, like, about the fall from grace, um, because Jeff Goldblum's character starts out, he's kind of just, like, you know, this socially awkward loner who's just completely invested in his work, uh, you know, um, but then, you know, Gina Davis, you know, comes into his life, kind of, like, uh, starts his sex life. I mean, I don't know if he ever, like, if he had sex prior to meeting her. My guess is probably no, consider, considering what a loner he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's interesting to see him, like, transform from not just turning into a fly, but, like, from that to, uh, what his life ends up being. Yeah. Speaking Uh, of them as a couple, though, did you know they actually were dating? Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to hire a real-life couple, so. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, That's what makes it even more gross. (laughs) Um... And, but what's interesting, too, is that, like, the movie, by some critics, uh, has been seen as, like, a, a metaphor for the AIDS epidemic that was, like, happening in the 80s. And, um, yeah, and, like, Cronenberg himself admitted that, like, that wasn't really, like, his intention, but, uh, respects other people's interpretations of it but it is really interesting though like the fact that 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 this movie would kind of come out while all that was like happening and again the fact that like rundle's transformation kind of happens like shortly after his sex life begins (laughs) um so yeah you can definitely see why people would kind of interpret it that way so I have when he comes out for the first time, um, it's pretty scary when he comes out with a cane and his, yeah. fir- his first mm-hmm. transformation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's scary. Yeah, it is then scary. it's like they're both realizing something's really wrong with him. 
But like, as soon as he goes into that pod, you're just like, no, don't, don't go in. Cause like, especially like if you've seen it, um, as many times as, as we've seen it, you kind of, uh, it's just cause you know what's going to happen. So you're just like, but ugh, just don't cause you know, it's just awful. Um, so the dream or, well, I should say the nightmare that she has when she gives birth Mm-hmm. Is so freaking terrifying. Yeah. Well, I was... It's it's one of those things where, like, I was wondering while we were watching it, I was like, as, like, because I'm... Because it's scary enough, like, for me to, to to watch it, but, like, um, but, like, as a, as a woman, it must be so much more scary to watch because, you know... Yeah, yeah, cause you know. actually give birth. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you know? Do you know who delivers her baby? It's David Cronenberg, yeah, right? He yeah, has a cameo. Oh yeah, apparently I think cause I I read um cause apparently, I think what happened was like Martin Scorsese, said to, like told him once or something that like he looked like a doctor or a surgeon or something, and so, I think that's why he decided to end up, uh, with the cameo and the. Film, well, which is kind of funny. He went to school, I think, for something medical related. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And they were like, "Yeah, you got to like have a cameo now." <laughs> that's so funny. Um. Yeah, that's really disgusting. And um, actually, in the extended version, I read. Um. So it's cut from this version. The extended version. Um. She actually has another dream. Do you know about this? No, I don't. She has another dream where she gives birth to a baby, like a healthy baby with butterfly wings. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's it's apparently to emphasize the drama of Seth's death. So it's after he's dead already. Oh, so that was supposed that scene was supposed to come after the final yeah. scene. That's it. Well, yeah, that's interesting because I think we can. I want to find it. Yeah, I wonder if you could watch it because I know that when, after we we finished watching it, you were you were like. I find it so strange that that's it. Um, yeah, so that... But that is interesting, though, that they were thinking of putting that in there. Apparently, well, there was also, like, a lot of scenes that they cut from this film, apparently. Like, there was one scene um, in particular where he... Like, he merges the baboon with a cat. And then it just, you know... After that happens, it just... Everything... You know the the baboon slash cat just like starts going crazy, and then he ends up like killing the hybrid. Yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah, we were upset like we were upset about the baboon in the beginning, but imagine if they had kept that scene in, you know? Yeah, which I'm glad that they cut out because yeah, I guess it wasn't very. They didn't really need that, and there was also another scene too. Too I think where like Jeff Goldblum. He's like uh, like on top of his you know like the roof of his apartment and then he like falls down, um, as he's like trying to like climb back up or something. And is that when he's spying on her? I don't know when and that was supposed. When she to... gets into the car with the other guy. Yeah, maybe that's when it was supposed to be. I don't I don't know when it when that scene supposed to when that scene was supposed to happen. But I'm assuming that's where it was. It's just it's funny because when I was looking up videos about it, I. Like, I saw him talk about that scene, and, uh, he was kind of laughing about it. Um, yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to add? Um, I said the, his ending result, ending result look is nauseating. Yeah. And I said it's also one of the saddest endings ever. Yeah, it's one of the saddest, but, like, also one of the, probably one of the best, like, endings to any movie ever. It's uh, really sad. Because it, it's such a roller coaster. Like, everything from, like, yeah, like, everything from, like, the effects to the acting and the score, it's all just, like, uh, it's it's really impressive. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, it's it's... It's also, like, kind of strangely, like, cath- cathartic as well. I don't know if that's, like, the right word 
Yeah, to use or not. Like therapeutic? Not therapeutic, but like, like after like it's all over and Gina Davis kills him, it's like. It just it's 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 sad, but it's also kind of like a relief as well. Yeah, cathartic. Yeah, cathartic. Yeah, Yeah. It's like, it's like relief of like emotions. Because it's like all the so it's just so depressing. It's like just get it over with. Yeah, it's so sad. And you want to know something? For some reason, it kind of reminds me of in Creep Show the Stephen King segment where oh yeah turns into the plant after touching the toxic meteor yeah and how he ends up taking his own life yeah it's can't take it anymore it's just so emotionally draining it's really sad yeah it's very healthy i'm sorry it's just that he was this healthy guy like what a couple weeks ago we don't even know how long this like went on for Mm -hmm. but like he was healthy and then all of a sudden he becomes this fly and He's not even, like, fully a fly. He's half human, half insect. He can walk on walls and, like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, gr- at first he's like, wow, I've absorbed some of the fly's traits or whatever. He's like, I'm, you yeah. know, I can do this now. But he probably didn't realize that you're not going to be like Spider-Man, dude. You're yeah. going to actually transform. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because not only does he transform, like, physically, but it's interesting to see, like, the many stages that, like, he goes through, like, emotionally during his transformation. Yeah. Like, first he's, like, he feels, like, empowered, but he has, like, a lot of, like, mood swings. Oh, yeah, he gets, like, really nasty at Yeah, her. and then he, like, kind of, he has, like, this, like, horrific, like, I can't believe this is happening to me moment. And then he, like, he goes back to being kind of, like excited about it a little bit it's yeah it's it's weird um so sad though yeah um and then at the end when it's it's oh can we talk a little bit about when he What's the guy's name? Her ex. Borens. Yeah, him. Yeah. Boring mm-hmm. or whatever. His, what's his name? Borens. 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 Yeah. When he's trying to like just save her from him because he thinks he's some sort of monster or whatever, it's just so sad. Like, oh, it's really sad. Um, yeah. He, but then he starts like throwing up bile, acidic yeah. bile on his limbs, and then he ends up burning his skin off down to the bone and the flesh is yeah. all gone and that is so cringeworthy and then he gets like so you know messed up that he ends up going unconscious and like passing out yeah it's so crazy like and apparently that ugh. scene was supposed to go on a little bit longer it's too long too. for me it's but i think they, sad. they i think he they we were like they were they originally wanted to show more of him like eating the the leg or something um but another thing that i find interesting too in the film is like how uh how brundle and borens kind of swap personalities like halfway through the film because like initially like it starts out with brundle like being the sensitive nice nice guy and borens is like the the, the abusive jerk but then, like after Barn, after after Borens sees what's happening to Brundle, uh, despite being like a sexist creep, it it shows that like he actually really does care about Ronnie. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's really interesting. And then when she when it's very sad again when he basically just because he can't talk anymore at this point, but he. Like, pantomimes to her, like, just end my life. Just shoot me, please. I don't want to go on like this. That's so sad. Yeah. I just find it very depressing. So, I was wondering, unless you had anything else to add about no, that. No, go ahead. Are you interested in hearing from a an English major what the themes oh, yeah, of go this ahead. movie yeah. are? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, transformation is definitely one of them. Um... Not just physical, but I feel like also, like... Sort of? I didn't have that. 
Okay. Death and grief, obviously. Yeah. Um. Power and status. Mm-hmm. Masculinity. Yeah. This one is very interesting. Um. 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 um and um, memory and forgetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the themes. I did not come up with those. Those were on the internet. I didn't think to even come up with any. The one that I. The one that I was able to come up with was consequence. Yeah. I think consequence is definitely a theme. Um, that also goes with loss, grief, change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I read, too, that apparently, like, one of the things that Cronenberg said was that he kind of, like, wanted the story to kind of, like, touch upon, like, not just, like, a person's, you know, deteriorate, not just a person's deterioration, but, like, how, uh, like, others around you kind of react to, or, like, how others... How like what others are kind of going through while while their loved ones are going through like a physical deterioration as well. Yeah. Um Yeah, which is it it's interesting. Love oh wait, more themes. Love, jealousy. Right? Mm-hmm. It's very uh it's very dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean Oh wow, you should see this. So I found this picture on Google mm-hmm. of um, there are eight different pictures mm-hmm. of him throughout the film. And yeah. each one is his transformation each time. And it's just you see him get progressively like worse. Yeah. This is probably the scariest one right there. Yeah. I was I was actually thinking about that too. Like they said that like they're I think they called. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think they called one of them like his like Jekyll and Hyde phase or something because yeah. he's got like that like that creepy like grin on his face which in some ways is almost creepier than what he uh like other uh phases of his transformation yeah it's very sad it's very sad the whole thing is yeah. very sad um one of the things that that I that I love about this movie is that I feel like it's like it's one of those great horror movies where the horror is like a it's like a slow burn um other films that like i that i that i think of when it comes to that are like um the shining or the or the wicker man and like most horror films i feel are like obsessed with like the horror happening quickly but in this case it's like the slow burns like make the horror all the more unpleasant because we we get really comfortable with the world that we're set up with and then like when the horror finally starts happening it's like it's such a it's a jolt um yeah Uh, i mean especially with this movie because this movie almost kind of like it starts out as almost kind of like um like i wouldn't say like rom-commy but kind of like kind of like a little a, bit. A, a romance kind of... Romantic like, drama. Romantic drama, kind of. Uh, and then it just, like, turns into this whole other movie when he starts to transform in it. Yeah. It becomes the horror movie that it really is. Um, do you have anything to say about that? No, I just agree. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I just... I never would have thought about that before, like it starting out like a romantic drama and then it turns horror. I feel like there are a lot of movies like that. You just I just can't think of any off the top of my head. Besides like yeah, The Shining would be a good example. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I I kind of like how I kind of like how they segue into it cuz it's also unexpected because you're thinking, "Oh, this guy is a scientist or whatever he is. He does experiments, you know. Oh, what's something? But you also know something bad's gonna happen, but you don't know what. Yeah. And then it turns into 
this scary, depressing thing. Like, it's just, it definitely, I don't even want to say progresses. It, what's the word? Goes on. What's what's the word? It continues. Yeah, progresses, I guess, right? It continues on into something bigger than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, well, because, like, even... Like, even when he, like, even when we, when we do see the transformation take place, like, it's not even, it's not always even treated, like, like, not every scene is like a, like a dun-dun-dun, you know, like, some, like, we just, like, see, like, there's no music, really, we just kind of, like, see him just kind of hanging out and, like, just kind of doing his thing while he's just kind of, like, waiting for the transformation uh to be complete i guess um but then it all finally happens in the last 20 minutes where everything is like as bad as it possibly can get it's really just like the last 20 minutes especially that last 10 minutes that whole thing like we were talking about with him breaking out of his shell literally literally breaking out of his shell that he and then torturing boring or whatever Borans, yeah yeah and that like that whole thing it's weird because it's very long too you yeah. don't usually see scenes like this in films be this long it's like oh my god this is still going on this is is this gonna end it's like it's torture because you're just seeing this guy suffer yeah but even as like when we were watching like those last few moments i was wondering too like what like 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 the planning that they that they had to do before filming oh that whole scene. Oh my gosh, I can't. Just like imagine you know. how imagine actually filming it. That was probably two full days. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it was probably like I can't. I don't even know how long that must have taken to film. And it's funny because it's only like ten minutes of a film, and you think, oh, with theater, it's like, oh, you just do something once, and then you know, it's but with film, you just cut and take and cut and take that must have taken forever yeah and um what did you say about we were wondering at the end when he's like crawling on the ground you were like i wonder if that's a puppet or i think it's a guy in a costume well i i mean i think yeah initially it it was a puppet but then yeah i don't know like at that part when he's crawling on the ground maybe it was somebody in a i think it was a puppet when you see him. yeah like walking around but then when he's crawling it probably was somebody i could see the creases of elbows yeah so yeah it looked like somebody was in a costume yeah um one of the scenes that i find interesting too is like when uh like when she comes to see him again after their after their fight um like i love how like brundel gets so used to throwing up on his food that like it doesn't occur to him that it might gross yeah ronnie out yeah and this poor girl has no idea what's going on with him so she's just like what yeah that was crazy and it's crazy when she says you know those hairs this is going back but mm-hmm. she's like, you know those hairs on your back? Well, I sent them to a lab. And they weren't human. They were insect. It's just like, oh. That's because that's when you realize, oh my gosh, this guy is going to literally just get worse looking. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's going to, like, and, turn into yeah. something. Well, that's, a, that's like, one of the things that, like, we think about when we're watching it. We're just like, how much worse can he yeah. end up looking? Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, it just gets, each scene, it's like, he just gets worse and worse. Do you have any um, quotes that you like? Um, I only had one off the top of my head. Yeah, I love it when. Um, well, first i I like the I like the part where she goes into the the store to get him new clothes, and she runs into Borens, and you know he's like, uh, you know, he's like yelling at her for, you know, starting a relationship with. Brundle, and then she's just like, "I'm onto something. Uh, I'm onto something big, huge." And then he turns to her, and he just goes, "Yeah, what? His cock?" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, 
I also love the line too, where like when they're when they're in the when they're in the coffee shop and uh she like you like because you just see uh Jeff Goldblum just put more and more sugar, sugar into the into the cup yeah, and he's, he's a insect yeah yeah and then she just she says uh, do you often take coffee with your sugar <laughs> yeah yeah the dialogue in this movie is really good yeah it is um. If it weren't so difficult to do, it would probably be a good stage play. Like Actually, it, I think I read somewhere that they did tur- I don't know. I think it was they turned it into an opera, I think. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one of the quotes that I like, I can't remember um when it is in the film, but she says, Are you a bodybuilder? And he's yeah. like, Uh yeah, I take a part and Put them back together, I build bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is a very sad film, and it, it is gross. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, really well done. It's a really good movie. Isn't there an original? This is the remake? Yeah, there... Because the, um, there was one that was made in the 50s with Vincent Price. It's probably not Which as I've good. seen, actually. It's probably not as good, though. It's fine. It's like what, it's like what you expect... It's just a typical kind of B horror film yeah. from the fifties. Yeah, but like, what? What about his like whole transformation and everything? Is it still pretty gross or not like this? Oh, not not like this. Yeah. But like in in the original, um, it's just like his head and his arm that gets like he swaps like his head and arm with the fly instead. It's not like it's not like a gradual transformation. It just like happens right away. Hmm. Um, so they probably just gave him like a costume head like a mask yeah probably but nope they were like hey Jeff we're gonna have some fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he was like uh uh okay uh uh okay <laughs> do it uh uh up <laughs> I think he's really good in this role though because yeah. he's very awkward, but he's also, like, lovable. Yeah. I feel like Jeff Goldblum was, like, that, like, that uncle that you always want to, like, show up at, like, your gatherings. <laughs> you know, you're, like, like, you're just, like, oh, is Uncle Jeff coming? Yes, he's coming. I never had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uncle Jeff. That's funny. This would be a really cool graphic novel. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be really cool to see. I'm sure there actually, there probably have been, is there, like... Is there a Metamorphosis graphic novel? Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. Did I give it to you? No, Did my it? mom gave it to me. Oh, okay. I, oh, I bought you the book. Yeah. Okay. Hear, hear, hear me out, ready? Mm-hmm. So, Metamorphosis, I've always said, would make a great film in the style of, like, Coraline. Mm-hmm. Like, that dark kind of but also like really like the actual kind of animation like the stop yeah, animation yeah, yeah. Sta- stop animation imagine the fly in stop animation too but for adults it's not for kids but it's for adults to watch yeah that'd be interesting but in stop animation yeah huh. right yeah, i never thought of that yeah like isn't that wes anderson movie about like that fantastic mr fox no isle of dogs the dog one isn't yeah. that for adults I mean, I think it's it's like a family film. So oh. it's... but how cool would it be to see an anim an stop animation film? Yeah, of the fly for adults. But yeah, that would be great to see like a stop motion. Yeah, animated film of uh, the Metamorphosis as well. Yeah, both of them for adults. I'm surprised. Like, I, I mean, I think there there have been like. Attempts to try and adapt that. Even David Lynch, I think, tried to I make it at one point. I claim the rights to that. <laughs> <laughs> I would... I want to pitch that to somebody and then have them do it and then get the credit for it. Like, <laughs> the money. No, seriously, that would be really good. I would love that. This is similar to The Metamorphosis. Yeah. God. But the, the, the thing is about that one is he just wakes up full-blown insect and he doesn't know why. Yeah. And there is no rhyme or reason as to why. And that whole thing represents, 
you know, the working class being like a bug and being smaller than everybody else and working so hard and not getting any credit for it. So that one's very like, there's a lot of symbolism in it. Whereas Mm -hmm. in this one, I mean, there's a lot of symbolism, but this one doesn't necessarily have a moral. I mean, I think it's kind of like one of those, another one of those science fiction films where it's like, it's just man was not meant to mess with with stuff. Mess with, stuff yeah 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 i feel bad for him especially he has to watch his girlfriend like walk away with the other guy and i wonder what happened after the movie like i like after it ends i wonder if she ends up having the baby or not or going through the abortion actually i think there was a sequel and i think the 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 plot was like I haven't seen it, but I think the plot was that, like, she did have the baby, and then, but, like, she died, like, in childbirth or Aww. something, but he, like, went on to be, like, half human, half fly. That I don't know. sucks, like, because I keep wondering, because she doesn't know, she doesn't know if she conceived the baby with him before, after, and that's, yeah. and if she did after, then that's just, ugh. I yeah, would I would not have gone through with that pregnancy at all. Yeah. But not it's definitely like one of those those good like open-ended questions at the end of the film. I know. It's just personally if I were her, I would not have gone through with it. That's she could yeah, she could die. Yeah. And that's just why would you want to bring a person into this world that is going to end up being like that and his fate is going to be to die anyway (laughs) yeah well i mean that's everybody's fate but i you know what i mean like yeah how horrific his father's death was it's just going to be just as bad awful that's very sad yeah um but yeah it's just body horror man (laughs) david cronenberg is the master of that um, I have to go back and watch other David Cronenberg films. I saw, um, The Brood, uh, but I haven't seen, um, his other one, like, I haven't seen Scanners or, um, Videodrome. I've always wanted to, I always wanted to watch Videodrome. I've never even, like, heard of him, so I'm not really familiar with his work. But, I mean, I think he did a pretty good job with it. It's a good film. I wouldn't say it's one of the best films ever, but it's a good film. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely very impressive like on the technical level. Like yeah. if like like if you're a person that wants to go into um like effects or makeup in like film or something, this is definitely the movie that you have to watch for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, uh, this has been Cinemaniac Jack. I'm your host, Jack. Today's guest co-host was Bethany. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Cool. Um, See you next time.